Hello, Giants fans. The New York football Giants get a 31-28 win against the Arizona Cardinals, putting their record at ones. Alex and I, we went into this game. We went into halftime expecting that this is going to be another pitiful episode of this podcast. We did not want to hop on the mics. And the team decided to flip that switch right when the second half began with a three-play drive in just over a minute. I want to bring up the stat before I forget to do it. In the or the end of the game, Fox put up a stat saying this is the first comeback win of 21 points since October 30th of 1949 at the Chicago Chicago Cardinals. Excuse me, and that ties a franchise record. A lot of people were saying 20, oh, because that was the gap or the margin at halftime. With again the Giants having no points in the first six quarters of the NFL regular season. However. It was actually 21 points because at some point in this game, in the second half, it was a 28-7 lead for the Cardinals. So I know the number has been fluctuating, but just know the correct number is 21 points. People just look towards that that margin that it was at halftime. Okay, I'm not going to waste any time here past that point. Alex, my friend, we are both fired up right now on this Sunday night. I want to give it to you. I'm going to ask you, first of all, ask you how you're doing and then how you think this Giants performance was. Um, I'm doing all right, man. Uh, it's been it's been a, a whirlwind of a day. Um, I w- it was just it was stressful. All right, once we d- went down twenty uh, zero, uh, it basically kind of felt like um, it was all over. I felt like the season was over. Everything was over. Could I even wake up the next day? I'm not sure. Um, but the Giants that whatever Dable said at halftime, uh, really, I guess must have resonated with the guys because. They came out a different team, uh, especially on offense. Obviously, on defense, there were still some shaky moments in the second half, especially in that third quarter. Um, but yeah, on offense, they were just uh, they were fantastic. And I thought, uh, you know, the transition, uh, you know, whether it was maybe a new play caller, like a lot of people are saying to Brian Dable uh, in the second half from Mike Kafka whether it was just something else that happened, some other small adjustments or major adjustments at halftime, uh, the offense just flowed a lot better. Daniel Jones looked more confident. Uh, you know, the receivers looked a lot more confident. Um, so overall, um, Darren Waller got really, really heavily involved. Saquon Barkley got very heavily involved. Obviously, we're concerned about his injury, and we'll have to wait and see what happens with that. But um, it just seemed like a lot of the skill players, Daniel Jones, even the offensive line to an extent, uh, just held up a lot, lot better. Uh, going into the second half, and it just felt like a a tale of two teams almost uh, going from half one to half two. Yeah, Alex, I do want to... This is why we blend together so well, and it's not surprising at this point since we've been doing this podcast for, you know, next April, I believe it'll be four years, three years. It doesn't matter. Uh, But I was just about to go when you finished up to the Brian Dable play calling question mark there. I'm looking at the New York Giants beat reporter, Dan Salamone, as... Dable probably just finished up or is currently doing his press conference right now at 8 p.m. on Sunday night. I have not gotten any quotes about that. I wonder if the media asked that. Maybe I'll look for different sources, Alex, while you go. But I do think that's a key uh, point in this game if Dable ever does address it, if it was him, because he had the headset on and the play sheet in front of him. And like I said, immediately making an impact. I'm just looking over the plays here. It was three plays for 75 yards in a minute and 17 seconds. We uh, We finally saw Jones successfully connect with the rookie, with the blazing speed, Jalen Hyatt for a 58-yard catch and run. However, as Alex and I texted about simultaneously, or Alex texted me because I missed the play initially, 
Um, I forgot what I was doing, but it doesn't matter because I ended up seeing it. That Daniel Jones underthrew that ball to Jalen Hyatt. And if it was more on point, that would have been a touchdown for the New York Giants. Luckily, they still punched it in anyway. However, um, I don't know if I just said however twice, but I will say this. Jalen Hyatt's really fast. We know this. And it's probably really hard for Daniel Jones to time out those routes, especially so deep down the field. So at least they connected. And that's what matters at the end of things because that got the Giants going. And I do want to credit this Giants team from having absolutely luck, nothing, like we said, six quarters, zero points. And then they come out there, their offense feeds on their defense, vice versa. And the team just goes and absolutely dominates. You saw them hyping up the Giants crowd that there's a lot of Giants fans in there today that, you know, I, I saw the, uh, I think Adam Avon, Amen was the uh, play-by-play broadcaster for Fox. He noted on uh, Giants fans making the trip out for this week so they could go to Arizona first and then on Thursday to San Francisco. However it was, maybe a lot of Giants fans lived there. There was a lot of fans there and the Giants were able to get them going once that second half began. And then, like I said, it was um, four drives, four touchdowns for the New York Giants before they had that game-winning field goal in the second half. Okay, Alex... That was a rat. I will agree. I will agree that was a rat. So I'm going to let you take over. Yeah, I mean, I just wanted to kind of focus on a couple of things. Um, I think the it really all started, you know, on the on the defense and offensive line. Uh, I guess I'll touch on the defensive line first in the second half. I felt like they were just getting a lot more pressure on Josh Dobbs um, that, you know, that Cardinals interior front is not the best. I mean, they start Will Hernandez, who us Giants fans know is not very good. Um, So. We were able to get some more interior pressure. We got Dexter Lawrence involved, Leonard Williams involved. Um, and I, I thought with that, uh, there was a lot, uh, you know, less time for Dobbs in the pocket, a lot less comfortable, a lot less uh, time that our corners had to cover uh, some of their more elusive receivers, right? Marquise Brown, uh, Rondell Moore, both of those guys, very elusive, very quick. Uh, and then you got some more veteran savvy, uh, you know, type of playmaker in Zach Ertz as well. So they don't got a, a terrible group, obviously not the biggest names on paper, but in terms of what they bring to the table, uh, you know, definitely some strong play, you know, player profiles there, at least you can say. Uh, and I think that definitely showed today in the game uh, for the Cardinals. But uh, what I would say is, I think on the offensive line, obviously it was tough seeing Ben Bredesen with that pretty scary concussion. Hopefully everything's okay. But um, once Glowinski came in, it was a little bit shaky, but it kind of felt like he grew into the game and then the rest of the offensive line grew into the game in that second half. I thought Azudu did not do terrible at left tackle. Obviously, we missed Andrew Thomas pretty uh, you know, heavily. Evan Neal did not have a great game uh, in terms of penalties, but was a lot better in pass protection, obviously. Wasn't going up against Micah Parsons as much uh, or Demarcus Lawrence or whoever it might have been on that Cowboys defensive line. Um, and then I thought interior, I thought JMS had a pretty good game. Uh, and Bredesen up to that point before he uh, ended up going out had a pretty decent game. Marcus McKeithen I didn't really uh, get a good look at throughout most of the game. I'd have to go back and look at that. So um, I don't, you know, I'm not going to comment on whether or not his performance was good or bad. But I think that the the trenches there, the defense, the offensive line, uh, that's really where it shifted. The first half of the game, uh, the Giants could not block at all uh, in the run game or in pass protection, and then on defense they just could not get any pressure. Granted, they didn't get a lot of pressure in the second half, but they got a lot more pressure uh, in the second half on Josh Dobbs and that Cardinals offense. We talked about injuries earlier that the Giants had going into this game. 
and then throughout the game as well. The most important one being Saquon Barkley. And for us, I have some post-game breaking news for you listening or watching. It happened uh, hours, if not days ago at this point. Ryan Dunleavy of the New York Post tweeted out a few minutes ago, Saquon Barkley went for x-rays on his ankle after the game, which was, you know, that's that's where the injury happened. Uh, the Cardinals defender, I can't remember his name, landed on that leg and on that ankle. He was in the locker room, uh, almost despondent, which stuck out amid the jubilation, did not do a post-game interview. Not good things to hear, not good things to see, not good things to read as a Giants podcaster and as a Giants fan in general. So with that being said, Alex, I'm doing rapid fire. Not rapid fire, but I'm doing one of those in the future questions that we don't have. I know we don't have a lot of uh, reports out there. We have no idea what the injury is. Will Saquon Barkley be out in just a few days when the Giants go to San Francisco and play the 49ers on Thursday night football? I'd have to imagine so. Um, I would have to guess some sort of ankle sprain, hopefully not a high ankle sprain. I I would have to imagine he's going to be out for a few games. That would be my best guess. Hopefully something that won't put him on IR. Uh, I think we can get him back in the next three or four games. I think that's a positive sign just based off the initial reaction, the initial looks, um, you know, kind of what we're seeing post-game, what we saw, what the play that he got hurt on happened, what we saw in that replay. Um, So, yeah, it's going to be a tough one for him. Uh, You know, how important Saquon Barkley is. There was one point um, in the fourth quarter, I believe it was that, not the game-winning drive, but the drive that went up to, that tied the game at 28s. There was a point that Saquon Barkley was out wide, and he was getting double-covered. A running back, double covered on the outside by corners, by DBs, not by linebackers, by DBs. So that's how critical Saquon Barkley is. And yes, he had that concentrate, a couple of concentration drops earlier in the game, one that led to that pick uh, that was pretty much like deja vu from the Cowboys game. But uh, he obviously also had the uh, um, the the touchdown, the one where he basically extended all the way, reached out over the pylon uh, or to the pylon, uh, which brought it to, uh, I believe, a seven-point game at that point. So um, Saquon Barkley, you know, he made the initial mistakes, obviously, a couple of them, but uh, he really ended that game strongly. He's going to be a big miss. Um, I don't think you need me to say that. Everyone who watches the Giants knows that Saquon Barkley is a very, very important part, and without him, the play action uh, definitely is just not as effective, uh, and obviously running the ball will not be as effective either. I just wanted to note, we I mentioned briefly uh, that Dable... Uh, took over the play calling, or it seemed like he did. Dable came out in the press conference and said that he did not take over plays in the second half, even though, you know, maybe I don't think that's something he'd lie about. But, you know, then again, who knows? Um, it did seem like he was calling plays when he was literally calling a play um, with his sheet, like sheet thing over his mouth, like a play caller uh, during a few of the times that the um, the TV angle, I guess, panned over to his face. So, I don't know. A little bit interesting, but I guess we'll take his word for it for now. Alex, I'm glad you got that piece. I was hoping some reporter would tweet that. Can you give credit to that reporter? Uh, it was. Sorry, I was just scrolling through it. It was Dan Duggan. Okay, thank you. Dan Duggan at The Athletic. We appreciate you for your help. The one reporter that uh, helped us out tonight. So thank you, Dan. And I do now want to say, Alex, we ran or you ran through some of the stats for Saquon Barkley. We're going to run and break down most, if not all of them, right after this break. Stay tuned. Okay, I first want to start out with 
the team stats, but I'm not going to run through like everything, like passing, rushing, first downs, efficiencies on, you know, fourth downs or whatever. It's just one that I want to go through. And that one was the amount of penalties in this game. I'm going to do some simple math here. Let's see if I can do it. Nine plus eight, 17 penalties total in this football game. Eight of them were on the Arizona Cardinals. Nine of them are on the New York Giants. That's something that has to be fixed. And I guess one of them was kind of like, an, you know, a little uh, annoying. It was right at the end of the game, Alex, when the Giants called back-to-back timeouts. And Dable just forgot the rule that you are not able to call two timeouts back-to-back before a play is run. Uh, so that was pretty funny there. And then now let's get to the individual stats. I'll start with the Cardinals. Josh Dobbs, like Alex was texting me earlier in the game, had a successful day, at least in the first half, was not able to lead his team all the way through the game, but went 21 for 31, 238 yards, and a touchdown. That is not bad whatsoever. And then James Conner rushing the ball. Oh my goodness. 23 carries, 106 yards, four touchdowns, about five yards per carry. And then after that point, it was spread around a lot, actually. Marquise Brown did have a touchdown for the squad. He had six catches for 54 yards. And the second leader receiver also had six catches. This one for 56 yards, and that was Zach Ertz. Alex, anything you have to say about this Cardinals team before I roll through the Giants? Um, a Cardinals team, not much really, to be honest. It was more what are the Giants going to do themselves. I talked about that in the in the um, preview episode, and that was really the case because when the Giants were playing terribly themselves, making their own mistakes, shooting themselves in the foot, that's when they went down 20-0, and then once they started executing properly, that's when uh that that's when it uh that's when it got a lot better so uh, that's all i would say i don't think it really mattered too much but i think there's some positives if you're a cardinals fan uh, the way josh dobbs executed in that first half we just had a crash landing here the phone went into the computer hopefully the audio and video is all right but uh if alex wants to roll through and go to that 14th minute when i post the video he can get a very good uh close-up face shot that he can tweet out from his twitter so i guess it's a little note to alex for him later Daniel Jones, now starting off the New York Giants, went 26 for 37 with 321 yards, two touchdowns, had that one interception, which was absolutely identical, just the opposite side of the field. A pass to Saquon Barkley that was tipped and caught by a defensive back or just a defender. I don't, I'm not 100% sure if it was a defensive back behind Barkley. That's something we have to fix. I know Barkley's a running back, so catching the ball isn't his main, uh, what should I say, strength, but he should be able to recover from this and make sure to catch those balls later in time. Barkley, though, rushing, uh, had 17 yards, or excuse me, 17 carries for 63 yards and a touchdown. And then Daniel Jones, we know this. The dual threat had nine carries in this game for 59 yards and a touchdown. Jones, just again, a great weapon for the Giants at quarterback. We did not see that displayed against Dallas last week, but he came alive and helped lead the Giants to a huge victory in this one uh, this week. Jalen Hyatt, two catches, 89 yards, no touchdown. Then Darren Waller, six catches for 76 yards, continuing to prove after week two that Daniel Jones has his number one target, and it is Darren Waller, who lined up on the outside so he can get those one-on-one matchups against cornerbacks and won nearly every time. Uh, Besides that, on defense, Jason Pinnock had an absolutely wonderful, terrific game with 13 tackles and three tackles for loss, so I wanted to highlight him. And then past that point I can't think of anyone but again I've been talking for a little bit so I'll bring Alex in here so we can talk about these giant side of the stats it's really tough to even talk about this game because of the way it was just a completely different game from the first half to the second half 
And to be honest, I don't know. Is the real Giants the first half or is the real Giants the second half? Of course, we're all hoping it's the second half, but um, I guess I'll, I'll go by that assumption, right? And kind of just forget about the first half, hoping that's kind of what the Giants do too and just forget about the first half. But um, yeah, I, I would say in terms of defensive standouts, I thought Pinnock was good. I thought Bobby Okereke made a ton of good reads in the run game um, at linebacker. Um, who else I thought? I actually thought O'Shane Zimenez didn't have the worst game when he came in uh, for certain situational uh, pass rush reps. So there's a guy who I didn't think was awful. And then on the offensive line, I thought Azudu um, and JMS were pretty good. I thought Darius Slayton had an excellent game. Uh, he had that huge, he had a, a really big block or a couple of really big blocks that are going to go unnoticed. Uh, one on the, one of those Jones uh, keeper um, runs and then also one on a, a screen pass to, I forget the player uh, that got basically to uh, a first down. So uh, shout out to him. He also had obviously a couple big plays in the passing game as well. So uh, to move the chains. So overall, he's kind of a guy stand out the receiver and then Darren Waller, uh, just a huge chain mover uh, on those third downs for the Giants, and they wouldn't have won the game without him. Jalen Hyatt, like you mentioned, those two deep balls. So um, overall, I, I think the the skill players in general had a pretty decent showing in the second half, and Jones was able to find them accurately. Yes, and thank the heavens that uh, Daniel Jones was able to use Jalen Hyatt, and the Giants were able to use Jalen Hyatt for what he is known for, and that is his speed uh, and deep threat, at, or his uh, I guess deep threat ability, I can say, as a wide receiver. To be fair, though, that second catch, that was a contested catch, right? He's one-on-one. It's a jump ball type situation. He went up. He got it. He got it down. He caught it successfully. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we, that's, uh, that's a facet to his game that we weren't really sure if he had. Um, and, you know, he did prove it in that scenario. Granted, it was against a rookie seventh-round corner, whoever it was. But, yeah, still. Uh, I want to go to now one more thing that I have and that it was the ESPN win probability. In the beginning of the third quarter, when I was a first and 10 of the Giants 25, and Daniel Jones completed a short pass over the middle to Darren Waller to go to the Giants 34 for a nine-yard pass, the win probability was 96.3% towards the Cardinals. The Giants, they messed with the artificial intelligence today of ESPN's win probability, and they messed with the heads of Giants fans um, we were absolutely losing our minds with negative thoughts at the beginning of this game in the first half. We thought that this team is not going to win a single football game this year, let alone score a single point. They proved us wrong, and we have to hope they give this effort that they did in the second half, not the first, when they play on Thursday Night Football under the lights in San Francisco against the 49ers. Alex, you have any final thoughts before we wrap this one up? I think this was a critical win. I think a very, very important win, um, especially going into San Francisco next week or, or this, you know, short week, whatever it is. This next week, yeah, it's next week. It's Sunday or it's this week, depending on what day you say. All right, I'm skipping that part. Um, yeah, I'm I'm happy with the win. It was not how I wanted it to happen. Uh, if they played like the second half the entire game, that obviously would have been more ideal. But um, it's more important what. The end result is, and now we have the momentum coming out of it, Saquon Barkley injury is a bummer, but to be completely honest, um, we needed that win, so Saquon Barkley had to be pivotal, uh, and if that meant, you know, risking him a little bit, uh, you know, that that is what it is, unfortunately, and injuries are part of the game, and it's really, really tough to see him go down because he's been so pivotal, but some of the other guys, you know, Eric Gray, um, 
what else? Matt Breida are going to have to step up. If it's a more of a long-term thing, the Giants may have to look into free agency uh, and see if there's someone there as well. So all things considered, uh, a good result, right? A win is a win in the NFL, no matter who the opposition is. These are all professional football players, no matter how poor we might think they are. Um, But yeah, overall, I'm happy with the win. Concerned about the Barkley injury, but uh, I I think we just got to move on. Hopefully Andrew Thomas returns uh, on Thursday against the 49ers because that would be a big, big, uh, win for the Giants before even the first ball is snapped. Yes, very critical that Andrew Thomas returns by Thursday, we very much hope, because this 49ers defensive line, these 49er linebackers, they are coming for Daniel Jones, and it is going to be a battle. I don't know what else to say after that, because I'm so confused, Alex. This team lost 40 to nothing in the first week of the season. They were down 20 to nothing at halftime, and now they come back against the Arizona Cardinals and are 31 to 28 victors. i I'd, I'd know I'm nothing to say, but I will have more to say about this game when we record our preview episode, which when are we going to let you get the live on air talk? Are we thinking of a Tuesday night recording release Wednesday morning? Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that. Yeah, let's, let's okay. do that. Yeah. So the Thursday night recording, get ready for giant take back action Tuesday night. You said we're, Thursday. We're releasing it. Oh, get ready for a giant take podcast in just a couple days as we will be right back here on the mic and headsets for a Thursday night football preview on a, on a Wednesday. Pretty weird. <laughs> Middle of the week, though, I think we'll be... Uh, no, because we're recording Tuesday night, so like we'll still be in like the first half of classes. When do you, as a college student, Alex, I know this has only been... You're going into week two of classes, if I'm not mistaken. Week three. Uh, I don't... Don't even ask me now. It feels okay. like it's been a lot longer. You're... Two, I, I, okay, you're going into week... Two and a half. Yeah, two and a half. Oh, because you start in the middle of the week as well. Yeah. Um, The week three, but like two full weeks. There you go. So when is it that your brain turns to, all right, we are almost there and we're done? Because for me in high school, it was on Fridays, like 100% on Fridays. Now for me, it's Thursday nights because I have one class on Fridays. So by the time Thursday night rolls around, I'm like, oh, I only got one class tomorrow to knock out and we're in the weekend. It's Fridays. Fridays are my busiest day. Oh, that's fun. Mondays are my busiest day coming up tomorrow. Those are my quietest day. So tomorrow I can sleep in, or well, I can't sleep in. I can take a very long nap after my one class. Oh, right. Today, tomorrow's the day with your one class. All right. Anyway, I'll uh, wrap this one up to tell you to follow us on socials at Joshua29 on Twitter for myself, Alex on Twitter at Inorian23, at the Giant Take Pod on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you like to listen, Pandora, as well as another good one. And. Without further ado, I'll send it to Alex to fully wrap up this episode. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode of the Giant Take Podcast. Big win here for the Giants. Victory Monday is tomorrow. No matter, just forget the first half, all right? Victory Monday, a win is a win. uh, And we'll see you looking forward to a very tough game on Thursday Night Football against the 49ers. Peace. Peace.